Did you know Shopify doesn't allow more than 100 combinations of options on a product? What? No. Fortunately, there's a solution. Bold Product Options app, the number one options app on Shopify. Tell me more. It allows you to create as many options on products as you want, in every type you can imagine. Like what? File uploads, text fields, text areas, radio buttons, checkboxes, color swatches, date pickers, and a couple others I forgot. Wow. Now, not only can it change prices on products, or those options can actually be products too. How so? All right, here's an example. An option could be add the matching hat or add a protective case. And then when customers select it, it actually adds that product in the checkout, increasing your average order value. But I hate long forms. Well, to boost conversions, Bold's conditional logic feature lets you show or hide options based off of what customers pick. For example, if you select custom engraving, then we only want to show the custom engraving text field after they've checked that box. Okay, where can I get it? If you need sophisticated options or just more than the standard 100 variant limit, this is the app you need. Right now, Bold is offering listeners of the unofficial Shopify podcast their product options app free for two months. Just go to kurtelster.com slash bold to install it and get your exclusive offer. That's kurtelster.com slash bold. I'm heading there now. Additional support for the unofficial Shopify podcast comes from SEO Manager. You already know the benefits of SEO. The higher you rank in search, the more visitors you get, and more visitors means more sales, which means more money in your pocket. But how do you do it? That's where SEO Manager comes in. It helps Shopify store owners get found in search engines more easily, and it's trusted by thousands of store owners. No surprise there, it's equal parts power, innovation, and ease of use. Think of SEO Manager as your optimization toolbox. Here's some examples. It can scan your site for issues, offer keyword suggestions, add structured data support, analyze missing pages and redirects, and even integrate with Kit plus a ton more tools to help you be easily found in Google searches. Best of all, it's easy to get started. You can get started in minutes, and their friendly support team is always on standby if you need help. Seriously, I have met them. They are the best. And as a special offer to you, you can get 10% off SEO Manager forever when you sign up at seomanager.com unofficial. That's seomanager.com unofficial. Well, you've inspired me. I'm going to start growing my own <laughs> We can talk about gardening so- another time if you would like. I'm a big gardening geek, so. <laughs> I have, well, I'll, I'll hit you up for advice. All right, I've hit record. That was our cold open. Okay. <laughs> uh, today on the Unofficial Shopify podcast, we are talking to a really interesting individual about a really interesting brand and even more interesting journey. There's a keyword here. It is interesting. Now, I'm really I'm genuinely excited about this one. I, I think you guys are going to enjoy it um, because joining me is uh, Stephanie Morimoto, who is the owner and CEO of Asutra, which is one of the one of the neatest, more exciting brands that we have we've gotten to work on. It's women owned, women led. Seventy seven percent of their team are people of color, and a hundred percent of their staff would recommend Asutra as a great place to work. They're in Chicago uh, with. Uh, which we are as well, so it's close to home. And man, they've got over 50 organic natural products, 
all kinds of good stuff uh, with a, a strong focus on magnesium, which I've taken magnesium for years. So I understand the, 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 the practical power of magnesium. But Stephanie, you tell me what, well, number one, thank you for joining us, but tell me uh, what, what is a sutra? Hey, Kurt. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And thanks for all you've done to help us make our site even better. It was great um, when I got there. I was just like cleaning the windows, basically. <laughs> yeah, but we've seen some good lift. So that's been great. Well, you I mean, you gave a great overview of a sutra. I would say the only thing I would add is that our mission is what we call active self-care. We want to help you take care of yourself on purpose so that you can take on anything. And as you said, we have a wide array of products. Our top selling collection contains magnesium, which helps with recovery after exercise, creating a sense of calm. A lot of people use it to get a better night's sleep. And then we also have natural solutions for sleep as well as bath body and skincare as well. And how long, when was the sutra started? A sutra was founded in 2015, so about five years ago. And when did you get involved? So uh, I got involved in my current role in 2018. I actually bought the company from its founders, but before that, I was a customer. So I had been buying the magnesium and pain cream and body scrubs online and absolutely loved them. And then just through serendipity, when I moved from New York to Chicago about four years ago, I was networking with a bunch of people here in the city, one of whom was a small business lawyer. And he said, you know, I just got this memo that this health and wellness small business is for sale. And it seems like something that would be right up your alley. Cause I've always loved yoga and fitness and taking care of yourself. Well, whether it's what you eat or what you put on your body. And so he sent me the memo. I contacted the broker who was representing the sellers. And when he said what the brand name was, I said, oh my gosh, I have this stuff like in my medicine cabinet right now. I used the body scrub this morning and I used the pain cream after my workout. So it felt a little bit like fate. And then both yeah, that the is, sellers- Yeah, that is, you said serendipity. I'm like, man, I'm going with fate. Like that <laughs> weird kind of a small yeah. world scenario. When you, um, it sounds like that, like if you were to get this, recommendation from um from this lawyer were you actively looking or considering buying a business at that time yeah so with our move to chicago i grew up here in joliet illinois about an hour south of chicago and i really wanted to get back to my entrepreneurial roots so after college i actually taught english in japan i worked at mckinsey but then i did this thing that i really loved which was working with women in chicago to start really small businesses we ran a loan fund and we helped them with everything from marketing to how to identify a commercial kitchen. And it was super fun. And I wanted to get back into doing that kind of work. So I decided I'd love to find a small business that had real legs, but needed a new owner and new leadership to take it to the next level. So I was looking for something that fit. And when I met with this lawyer, like I said, he had just seen this opportunity and it was fate. It's, it's really quite incredible. I mean, some sometimes you just get you get lucky with what you're you're looking for from the universe, and it's like one of those moments where you're like, uh oh, maybe the secret is real. I better update my vision board, <laughs> right? But yes, the reality yeah. is, you know, really, the scenario is you had created a um, what I, I heard a TED TED talk described as a a luck sale. You had created like a you'd you let it be known that this is what you were looking for. And your your identity and your interests were clear enough to someone else that they went, I have the perfect thing for you. And lo and behold, it was. 
Yeah. And to be fair, I mean, if anybody out there is looking to do something similar, I looked at a lot of other small businesses as well. Okay. Everything from a banana ice cream company to uh, brass bolts that go on Weber grills. <laughs> so, you know, I looked at a wide range and uh, I was really lucky to have gotten connected to this lawyer and then for him to have just received this memo right before we met. So I would say and that was the fate part. I have never, I have sold some small assets. I have never bought uh, a proper business or like sold a, a, a big boy for real business. What, um, were the, was this your first business purchase? We had made a small investment to help friends in California where we used to live buy a small business from its founder. He was ready to retire and he had no transition plan and they were looking to do something similar. So we learned a lot through our investment with them and just watching them and advising them as they went through that process. And that's actually partly what inspired me to do the same thing here in Chicago with Asutra. So you had uh, you had some semi-direct experience that that gave you the confidence where the confidence of the experience to be able to go forward this um, hindsight being 2020, any uh, recommendations for someone who is considering doing something similar? Yeah, I think, you know, obviously you always do your due diligence before you sign on the dotted line. But I think the biggest thing is you will never know 100% of what you're going to find during the diligence process, because obviously the sellers want to put their best foot forward, right? And no matter how deeply you look into it, you're just not going to know every single thing that happens in the business until you're in it yourself. Uh, so as an example with Asutra, um, the vast majority of the sales when I bought the business were on Amazon and very little were actually direct to what I consider direct to consumer on the website. And there was zero retail. Um, and I don't think I fully understood not having operated a business on Amazon before all the ins and outs of what you have to do to make an Amazon business successful. And even though the sellers told us a lot about that and even consulted with us for three months after they sold us the business, there's so much that you just learn when you're doing it yourself that is hard to convey. Right. There's so, no matter what, you can only study and prepare so much. Yeah. Actual direct, you know, firsthand experience is going to be the the real teacher where you learn the, the strange nuances and oddities and day-to-day -day life of like actually living with something like that. Yeah. So what surprised you most about um, selling on Amazon, having Amazon as like a primary sales channel? Uh, honestly, how little control you can have over certain things that can have a big impact on your business. So we're a third party seller, not a vendor. We rent Amazon's marketplace and pay them a commission. And then we also use their fulfillment services called Fulfilled by Amazon or FBA. So they basically take a cut of our sales through both the commission and those fulfillment services. But Amazon can make unilateral decisions, and they also constantly have bots scanning their listings for anything that might not be in compliance with their various policies. So one example is our first and original product line, and one of our most popular on Amazon is our organic and natural yoga mat cleaning sprays. They're a Castile soap base, essential oils, very simple ingredient deck, very clean, very natural. As you can imagine, there was a huge spike in sales for that as people were stuck at home during the pandemic, working out more and realizing, ah, I should probably clean my mat and my dumbbells and my other exercise gear. 
And we just got our listings paused and flagged by Amazon because there was some word in the listing that they deemed made it a pesticide. Oh, okay. (laughs) You're not the only one. I had a client who was selling something like totally innocuous. And what we all felt was totally innocuous, didn't think twice about, they got a letter from the FDA that was like, you're making claims about what this, about like curative power related to pesticides. And so it was the moment, it it was because they said like, you know, it was like colloidal silver or something that, some metal that had like a natural antibacterial property. And they described that and the FDA got a letter from the FDA going, hey, that makes this a pesticide. And now you're subject to these regulations. We, who knew, right? Right. Sometimes you get those right. surprises. Yes. We I'd rather get the letter get from Amazon than the FDA. <laughs> yes, we got the letter. We got the email from Amazon um, and we were able to get it overturned because we had a lot of evidence that showed that what they were saying it was, it, I mean, it's soap, essentially. It's not a pesticide. So we were able to get the items relisted, but, you know, they were down for two weeks. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. And that's like when it's your primary sales channel, that's scary. Right. Right. And so have you been, it sounds like you have, you've been consciously uncoupling with Amazon or like trying to <laughs> shift your, uh, try to shift the, the percentage of income to other channels. And it, it sounds like specifically your, your Shopify online store as direct to consumer. Yeah. Yes. So when we bought the business, we knew that we wanted to diversify our revenue channels. I mean, we were 99% Amazon when we bought it in 2018 and we wanted to dramatically grow our direct-to-consumer on Shopify on our online store. We had to switch to Shopify first. We were on big commerce before uh, when we inherited the site from Ew. the founders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you should have seen our site before. You would not have loved it. And then we also wanted to diversify to retail because part of our mission is making great self-care products accessible to a wider array of people. And part of the way that we can do that is through retail channels as well. So so going into it, it sounds like a lot of these um, ideas were already starting before you'd even signed and closed on the thing where you're like, okay, here's the opportunity. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to get into retail. We're going to improve this website. We're going to go direct to consumer and we're going to diversify the income because you're like with Amazon. Well, anytime you have a single source of income, even if it's just like one single full-time job, that means you also have a single source of failure. And so like seeing that Amazon listing get shut down for two weeks, you notice that you feel it. Right. Right. And so when you're diversified across multiple channels, ah, suddenly you can weather that stuff a lot easier. Exactly. Um, The, what was the priority when you, you started with it? Like what, um, what was the thing? uh, You know, actually, you know what, in terms of buying a business, cause I've never done it. I have never bought a business. So you're like, all right, We've got this plan, but like you're still you're limited on resources. There's only so much anyone can do at one time. What was like the highest priority when you showed up? Kick in the front door. New owners here. (laughs) Um, Well, I would say the first thing that we did is we actually had to move the business. The founders had built it in Houston, Texas, and I really wanted to have it in Chicago, where I'm from, to create good jobs for people who need them here in the city. So just the logistics of moving it including our production and shipping was one thing, but the first strategic priority that we had was rebranding. So when I bought the business, there was this very like Lotus leaf looking logo. It was very yoga. 
there was a lot of like weird stock photos of people doing yoga poses on the packaging <laughs> and on the website. And yet there were all these products that weren't just about yoga, right? There were pain relief, there were magnesium for wellness. It was much more a wellness focus if you looked across the entire catalog. So we actually hired a firm to do deep qualitative consumer research and had them talk to us about what they saw from a sutra. Some of them were actually our customers already, we discovered mm. as we talked to them. And the story they started telling us was they loved this idea of one brand they could trust to offer clean ingredients, products that worked. And the overall theme was this idea of self-care, but not like Calgon take me away self-care where I'm trying to escape my stresses or escape my worries, but rather these were people, largely women, who were super badass and active and know the importance of taking care of themselves so they can continue to be really active. And that's where he came up with this idea of active self-care. Yeah, it's easy. I, I'm glad you make, made, make that distinction and made that distinction because I think it's easy to dismiss self-care as like, well, that that's just hedonism with extra steps. And it's not <laughs> yeah. the case. Yes. Yeah. No, we want you to be, I mean, we want you to be able to play sports or work out or play with your kids or your grandkids and do all those things and feel good. And if you have chronic pain or if you have trouble sleeping, then we have solutions that will help you address those issues so that you can, again, be your best. The, and then, um, uh, from there, I know the history here. You rebranded and rebranded the site. Yes. Who asserted, we have a colleague who assisted with this. Who was it? Pointer Creative in Canada. Oh, Pointer Creative. Yeah. Shopify OGs. Been working on <laughs> yes. Shopify longer than I have. Chris Pointer, Pointer Creative. Um, I will link. I'll, they'll get that backlink. I'll link to Pointer Creative in they the show incredible. notes. They were incredible. Yeah, they were incredible. Uh, we really, that was another place where I feel like we were very fortunate. We talked to Shopify. We had decided we wanted to go with Shopify plus given the different scripts and other features that we wanted to have. And we asked for recommendations on agencies, looked at a whole bunch on the Shopify website and it came down to two and Pointer was willing and able to not just do our site, but actually help us take that brand research and create a new visual brand or identity for a sutra. So they're the ones who actually came up with our new logo, the monogram, the color palette, the fonts, the look and feel. And they also did all the packaging uh, and they did everything in a very short amount of time. So they were incredible. Yeah, and it the the layouts are really are really cool. The site's very usable. And doing everything all at once, the entire brand, like when you're doing a rebrand, doing it piecemeal is, is painful. You went with the Band-Aid approach and everything got redone all at once. And it like just dramatically reinvented the brand and took it where you went like, this is premium. Yeah. Um, like it was very clear, like they have thought through everything here. And then even when you know, later, um, got probably one or two years later when we worked on the site, it was very easy for us to like, uh, like we built the mega menu that's on that site now. And it was very easy to make it stay consistent with the rest of the design because mm -hmm. the, the branding, even without a brand guideline was so clear. But then on top of that, I was like, all right, well, you know, I, Hey, I want to color code these scents. And they're like, Oh, well, here's the brand guideline already done. It was like in a Google sheet complete with hex values. I'm like, Oh, this is the coolest. <laughs> that's the stuff I geek out on design wise. Yes. Um, Hold up. It's safe to say that most of us have been doing more shopping online lately. 
I know I have. There's just a pile of packages in front of my door. I can't even get the front door open. But if you're an e-commerce brand, that means you might be seeing more first-time customers. But once they've made that first purchase, how do you keep them coming back? That's what Klaviyo is for. Klaviyo is the ultimate email and SMS marketing platform for e-commerce brands. It gives you the tools to build your list, send memorable emails, automate critical messages, and more. Way, way more. That's why more than 30,000 e-commerce brands like Chubby's, Brooklinen, and Keysmart use Klaviyo to build a loyal following. Strong customer relationships mean more repeat sales, enthusiastic word of mouth, and less depending on third-party ads. Now, whether you're launching a new business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo can help you get growing faster. And it's free to get started. Visit Klaviyo.com to create your free account. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com. Talk to him. But all right, before we hit the 20-minute mark, I need to need to do some name dropping here. There is <laughs> an individual involved in this brand that I, the audience may have heard of. Who is it? Yes. So we are incredibly fortunate to have global tennis champion Venus Williams involved with Asutra. She is a part owner and our chief brand officer. And the best part of the story is she cold called us. What? Yeah. <laughs> Yes. So my next question was like, how do you pull that off? Oh, <laughs> just more of Stephanie's extraordinary work. Do you just read the secret over and over? Like, how do you, <laughs> how big is the hey. vision board? Hey, look, look, you know, as an entrepreneur, <laughs> right? So much of success is luck, but a lot of it is also putting yourself in the right places to receive that luck. To your right, point. the luck sale. Right, right, right. Well, you know, so it was our first, it was our first year, my first year after buying the business. And at that point, I was doing everything. I mean, I was doing customer service emails. Sometimes I was packing our eye pillows. We were, you know, I was doing everything. Uh, the financials, the accounting, the whole shebang and the rebrand. And one day I got an email at our customer service email. I mean, it was literally like info at asutra.com. <laughs> and it was from a guy at IMG, which is the world's largest talent agency. So I thought, all right, I have no idea what this is for, but I should probably take this call. So we schedule a call and the guy's name is Joe and he starts asking me all these questions and I'm telling him the mission of Sutra is all about active self-care, the stuff you said in the beginning that we're women owned, women led, that we're very diverse. Huh, so they, you didn't know who. Oh no. Were. So you just no get idea. this talent agent that's like, uh, so we have a, we represent somebody yeah. who's interested in your brand. Give me a call. Yes. Cause yeah. I'd probably be like, yeah, okay. Delete. And just shoot myself in the foot. <laughs> well, I, I looked him up. We had some people in common that we knew. So okay, so you're like, I random. suspect this is legit. Yes. So I was like, you know what? I'll take the call. Half an hour, whatever. And so we're having this great conversation. And I said, well, well how did you hear about us? Why are you calling? And he said, you're <laughs> Why probably am I here? not. Yeah, what's going on? And he said, well, you're probably not going to believe this, but Venus Williams uses your pain relief creams as part of her training regimen. Her trainer found you on Amazon and she'd never heard of you before, but she really loves the stuff. And she asked us to find out more about you. And of course, my jaw just dropped on the phone. I recovered and I said, well, great. Let's, I'd love to continue this conversation. And we ended up talking and meeting for lunch over a few different sessions. And she became really interested in exploring a partnership. 
So we prepared this deck about our business and where we wanted to take it. And mind you, we hadn't done the rebrand yet. So we just had the vision of what it could be. But so this the is current... like, because the, the previous version, not that it was bad, but it was nowhere on the level of the no. current Asutra branding. No, very clinical. It didn't quite hang together across all of the different assets. So she really took, I mean, it was really based on the efficacy of the products and I think a belief in us. She sat down with us in person for over an hour right before the US Open, which apparently wow. she never does because when she starts her tennis tournament, she's just in the zone. But she took the meeting and she asked a ton of great questions. You'll love this. I told her we were going to redo our site and she said, well, what do you use now? And I said, big commerce. And she said, are you going to switch to Shopify? <laughs> Oh like, my how god! Do you even know what that is. <laughs> I know a few Shopify Plus merchant success managers listen to the show on occasion, and I'm sure like at least one of them just fell over in their chair. It was hilarious. Well, you know, she runs two of her own businesses: uh, right. an athletic apparel company and an interior design business. So her athletic apparel company is on Shopify. Uh, but yeah, she just she fell in love with the brand, and she said at that time she wasn't really involved with other businesses besides her own. And she said, I don't get involved with a lot, but I really love your mission. I have to live active self-care every day to be at the top of my game. And I'd love to help you build the brand and build awareness. So she wanted a real title. Therefore, she's our chief brand officer. And she does a lot of press interviews for us, a lot on social media, um, and just makes a lot of different connections for us as well. You know, and when you see those celebrity endorsements on brands, like immediately... It's like, it's cool no matter what, but it's immediately a little bit suspect where you're like, what is the actual level involvement versus what is claimed? And it turns out the reality here is her level of involvement in a sutra. It sounds like it's actually in excess of like what it would appear to be from the outside looking in. This is quite incredible. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, she's great. The, was that intimidating? Like, you know, like I, I've talked to Jay Leno a total of less than 10 minutes in my life, but I met him a couple times. And the first time I like psyched myself up for it. And I'm like, I'm not gonna be an idiot. I'm not gonna be an idiot. And the moment I saw him, he like tells a joke. It's funny. He's wearing the full denim. He just got to hit. He looked like Jay from TV. <laughs> and it turns out like I'm six feet tall. He, he looked from my perspective. He looked taller than me. And so I just was like, hi, bye. And, like, and that was it. Just my brain broke. It was over. Was it intimidating? to sit down with, with Venus Williams, a tremendous uh, athlete, individual, A-list celebrity. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was definitely nervous walking into that meeting. It was also in this like back secret room in a hotel on the conference room floor. So we like had to go through this maze of hallways to find her. But then she walked in and she just had like her hair up in a bun and was wearing a hoodie. And she was so disarming. So when she sat down, she goes, well, I'm so glad to meet you and you should feel super lucky because I combed my hair today for you. <laughs> and she was just like very down to earth. And then she got right into the meat of stuff, right? She was asking great questions about marketing and where we wanted to take the brand and focused on that. So it really was about the business and the brand. So you knew like right her. away she was serious and for yeah. real and uh, focused on the business and, and speaking your language. So that, yeah. yeah, that definitely would make it easier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. She's pretty incredible. She's pretty incredible. Um, she's also been great with retail. I mean, she, given her own businesses and her experiences, both good and bad, selling with different retailers, she's been able to give us advice on how to approach, you know, a sporting goods store versus a department 
store chain and the ups and downs of those different types of retailers. So she's been able to provide a lot of substantive advice. Yeah. Yeah. How nuts instinct. is that? That you're yeah. like, all right, well, you know, we one of our goals was to get into retail and to do you know, wholesale and it enables more direct to consumer access and visibility. And oh, by the way, the person who coached us on it was Vetus Williams. <laughs> what? <laughs> And that that segues us into getting into getting into retail stores. I've heard like merchants talk about it. It can be a double edged sword in that managing the retailers can be like getting into like big retail stores is its own fabulous like gauntlet you run. Um, what stores are you in? Yeah, so we partner with CVS. We're okay. in about four thousand CVS stores. Kohl's. We're in about 200 Kohl's stores. They built a gorgeous beauty department focused on indie brands to present new stuff to their shoppers. It looks like mm. a Sephora inside of Kohl's. So oh, cool. It's really excellent merchandising. And then we just launched recently on Target.com. So we're doing an online test with some of our sleep aids and pain relief products with the idea that if that does well, which so far it is, we would consider going in store in 2021, and then I was we work with. Say, a, yeah, yeah. I've seen. I've had several clients where they sell on Target online first. That's always yeah. like, well, we'll test it that way because it's low risk for everybody. Exactly. And then if if it sells and the relationship is good, ah, suddenly you're in the store, and that's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. And then we actually work. I mean, one that I think is really great, especially for smaller brands, if you're in the natural products niche, is iHerb. Have you ever heard of them? It's vaguely okay. Like it rings a bell. So they're a natural products e-tailer. They only sell direct to consumer on their site. And they also sell on marketplaces like Amazon or, you know, marketplaces in Korea or China or that kind of thing. Uh, but they sell globally and they're super great to work with. So for a smaller brand looking to expand awareness and distribution, they've been an excellent partner. Is there anything about being in retail that has surprised you where you're like, that's not how I thought that would work. Uh, I would say CVS is constantly surprising. Uh, it is, <laughs> it's tough. It, they're tough to do business with. I would definitely say as a smaller brand, that's been a challenge. I've heard like Walmart's the brutal one where it's like, Oh yeah, yeah. we got your stuff and we sold it. Uh, yeah. We'll pay that invoice in like six months. Like, what? Oh, by the way, we need more stock. Yeah, CVS is similar. So we have two different sets with them. One's like a innovative wellness set and then one's a sleep set. So we have three items in one set and five items in the other set. And the payment terms on the first one are 80 days. Well, yeah, it's very different than any other channel as you get into these big retailers. Right. They also just look for a lot of what they call chargebacks. So if you don't ship something in exactly the right box with the right label and the right form, they might charge you for it. And then they deduct that from their future payments. So they have a lot of different things like that. Chargeback programs they charge you for. Yeah, it's a weird cost saving center in larger businesses. My wife for many years worked for Pactive and did financial controls for Pactive. And Pactive, like if you've ever gotten if you've ever gotten drive through for McDonald's, you probably had packed up containers. And like a big part of her job was just dealing with like the back and forth on like, well, they didn't need this or they sent it back or like this pallet didn't look quite right to somebody because like a forklift poked it. And so <laughs> yeah. they kept it, but they also don't want to pay for it. 
and it like there are people there's people whose job is just to try and screw your vendor on yep. these chargebacks and like a it's part of like a post sale negotiation if utterly baffling and if you are brand new to this and getting into like retail with a big brand the potential is huge and exciting but then there's also like these very strange things that only occur in those relationships yeah well, somebody once told me who had a lot of experience in retail that a lot of retailers make money from programs, not products. So to your point, they're making money from those programs like charging you back for the pallet getting poked by the forklift or marketing, even though they're not doing a lot of marketing because it's hard for oh, them to make the margin on the product. <laughs> I don't know if it's still the case, but Beef Brody from Tactical Baby Gear had the opportunity to sell in Target. And initially they said, you know what? We're not going to do it because I don't like at the, until we are bigger direct to consumer, um, I believe was the thinking I could be misquoting him wildly and he could correct me, <laughs> but they're like, you know, yeah, we just don't think it, it's worth the risk. And to hear someone talk about like, oh, the opportunity to sell in a huge national chain as the risk that blew my mind. But I like his business partner. That was his specialty was doing these big retail um, national store deals. And so it's like, eh, you know, I, I don't think it's there yet. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think the, the advantage to hearing that is for like someone who is, is new and pursuing that, uh, it, it's not necessarily everything it's cracked up to be. So certainly active self-care is more important than ever because uh, the, oh man, the anxiety is coming back. Ugh, I don't yeah. like it. How has, how have you, how has the sutra, how have you, how's the health and beauty space been impacted by COVID-19? Yeah, I think health and beauty overall is mixed, right? So things like makeup aren't selling as well. They were already declining to some degree in favor of skincare, where more people are focused on taking care of their skin versus covering it up with makeup. And then if people aren't leaving the house, even if they're on Zoom, they may not be investing in as much like that. Whereas like hair care or at-home manicure and pedicure products went way up when people were sheltering in place because they had more time to do those things or they couldn't go get it done at a salon. For us at Asutra, I think we, we're in a great category for right now because we offer a lot of things that help with, I think, probably the issues that people are facing, right? So you're on your computer all day or you're in front of a screen of some kind, it's harder to go to sleep at night. We've got a solution for that or a number of solutions. You know, you're stiff from sitting at your computer all day. We've got pain relief solutions. You're feeling stressed. We have aromatherapy sprays that help with mood. So we've seen a lot of people um, gravitate towards what we're offering. And in fact, we've seen our site sales more than double over last year. Whoa, congrats. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah definitely a, a fantastic, fantastic thing to heat to, to do, especially like in March when none of us knew what was going to happen and that that was a scary month and then things start to shake out and uh, some people categories start to do better than others. And so if you're, if you were lucky and able to weather it um, there, it, it put a lot of some people in, in a, a great position to go forward. Um, the, you know what, if someone were to try, cause you have quite a few products. If someone were to try any one product from a sutra, what's like, what's the one where you're like, this is what you got to try. This is what you should start with. Well, I'll answer that a couple different ways. Our most popular product, like the best-selling product across all channels is our Spray Pain Away Magnesium Oil. Um, I personally love our Chill Pain Away CBD Magnesium Cream. So Ooh, CBD. I yeah, love it. Yeah, the CBD is great. 
And the combination of CBD and magnesium are really soothing. I, I especially get like a sore neck and shoulders and a little bit of carpal tunnel being on the computer all day. So I get the great. sore neck. Yeah. At the end of the yeah. day, just helps calm and relieve that. Cool. What was the product that made, um, uh, that, that turned Venus Williams into a true believer? We have a menthol pain cream, um, our natural pain relief cream. And she was using that. And then she, since getting involved, she loves a lot of our magnesium products as well. So the spray pain away, we also have a body butter. So it's a thicker magnesium lotion called melt pain away. She's a huge fan of that. And then the other thing that she's fallen in love with that she talks about all the time, um, actually two things. One are pure soothing comfort, lavender aromatherapy mist. It also has some chamomile in it. So she likes to spray it on her pillows before bedtime. And oh. then she loves our anti-aging skin serums, skin serums, excuse me. She's a huge skincare fan in general. Oh, she spends a lot of time outside too. It's probably important. Yeah. Yeah. I want to close on your social mission. In the current, uh, in 2020, certainly social issues are, are more um, prominent and important than ever. Um, talk to me about, as we, we come to the end here, the the future of Asutra. Like, for you, why was um, including the social mission so important? Yeah, I think, you know, when we started, the main focus of our social mission was, as I said earlier, to create good jobs for people who need them here in the city of Chicago. We wanted to give folks opportunities that they might not have had otherwise. So we partnered with a lot of nonprofits and ended up mostly partnering with a an employment agency called Purpose Workforce, which works with folks who've been kind of down on their luck, maybe out of the full-time workforce, but want to get back in. And the great thing about Purpose is they not only identify excellent candidates, but they also provide extra support to those folks so they know what it takes to be successful in a full-time job. And we've gotten some great candidates from there. Uh, so that was important to me just because I used to work in education and I saw the impact that, frankly, right, racist education policies, structural racism, and um, just all the disadvantages that created for a lot of different communities. And I wanted to do something, even if it was relatively small and focused, to create opportunities and pathways for people who had not had access to those. I think with the Black Lives Matter movement getting even stronger this year because of all of the police shootings of Black men and women across the country, we felt an even greater sense of urgency at Asutra to to say even more how much we stand with people. I mean, we've always cared about diversity. I'm a woman of color. Um, obviously, Venus is a Black woman. Our operations director, Shanika, is a Black woman. Um, Torrance and Romaine, who oversee our production and shipping, are Black men. And just given who we are, it's always been important for us to amplify the voices of diverse people who are taking part in a sutra's mission of active self-care and who represent the folks that are on our team. And more now than ever, we want to make sure that we're providing great products at accessible prices and that in our marketing and our messaging, we're trying to be as inclusive as we can. That, that, that's fantastic. And it's 100% an example of, you know, of being the change, being the solution, and uh, putting your money where your mouth is. Like yeah. it's it's not enough to say, I I believe in these these social issues. You are actively working to make that change. 
Um, and certainly I will link to uh, Purpose Workforce in the the show notes if anyone wants to to check them out. Um, with, well, all right. So now that you've done this for, you've been at this for two years, uh, with, in regards to marketing the website, which I don't think we, we didn't touch on that. Um, but with, with marketing the website, what's, what's one thing, one channel, like tactic strategy, whatever it is to drive traffic or revenue for the online stores, you make that switch away from Amazon and to DTC. What's one thing you wish you'd done sooner? <laughs> oh man, just one. Um, I would say the channel that has become the most successful for us from an advertising standpoint is Google. And I really wish that I had hired our Google ad agency much sooner because they've been phenomenal. And is it like Google AdWords or Google shopping campaigns or both? All of it. So we use an agency called Web Savvy. They're actually out of Melbourne, Australia. So the time zone is not (laughs) awesome. But they are so talented and they have deep technical expertise on all things Google. So they manage all of our Google ads for us and they do full funnel as well as different types of Google ads. So everything from search to shopping to display. Okay. I will include a link to web savvy in the show notes because certainly like a recommendation for a really good Google partner is very valuable. And it's just because everyone is so focused on like Facebook ads and Instagram ads to hear you jump straight to man, Google's where it's at. Yeah. Um, It has been incredible. It's refreshing. Yeah. The ROAS has been, they, um, they have steadily increased our ROAS that over the last year, they've more than doubled it. And that's blended across all channels. And some of the stuff we do is for awareness. So it obviously has a lower ROAS right. as planned, uh, but they've, they've just done an incredible job. And they're always on the lookout for new placements and new things coming down the pike from Google, as well as evaluating the tools Google has to recommend which ones they would use and which ones they wouldn't use because some of the tools Google offers, as you probably well know, are really designed to make you spend more money, but not necessarily yeah. get a better return. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I keep frustrating about them. Like I, everything Google recommends, I take with a grain of salt, including page speed recommendations. Damn you! Uh, <laughs> I think drives me crazy. Um, so where where could people go to learn more about you? They can go to our website at asutra.com. Yeah, check out the about page. It's really cool. I'll make sure you you uh, peruse that mega menu. That's the one thing I contributed <laughs> to this project. Very proud you of the mega menu. You did a lot. Made the homepage better. Yes. Yeah, I, I, but I stand on the shoulders of giants. If I did not have that base that Pointer <laughs> did, like, there's no way I design anything. Yeah, you know, I could get like halfway as good. Um, okay, man, this has been, I'm so glad we did this. This was really interesting. I had no idea for as, it's, as much as we've done together. I had no idea that's that's what that Venus Williams um, store is like. That was really interesting. I learned a lot <laughs> today. Good, good. good, I'm so glad. <laughs> uh Okay, uh, absolutely uh, check out asutra.com and, and some of those other resources in the show notes. And, and St- Stephanie, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Kurt, for all you've done for us from EtherCycle and for having me on today. One last thing. If you're new to e-commerce, you're probably thinking what we all were in the early days. Where the heck do I start? Product photography? Discount codes? A logo? Thankfully, there's a simple answer. Start with your theme. Your Shopify theme is your online storefront. Picking the right theme influences the way your store looks, how it works, how easy it is for visitors to see your brand's value. And that's what makes or breaks 
your conversion rate. With nearly a decade of experience building beautiful, performant themes, my friends at Out of the Sandbox are experts in knowing what it takes to make your store a success. From the unmatched speed of Turbo to the endless customization possibilities of Flex, their themes are designed to look great and, more importantly, help you sell more. Whether you want to upgrade your existing theme or launch a brand new online store, Out of the Sandbox has a theme for you. Visit outofthesandbox.com and use promo code KURTS20 for 20% off their best-selling themes, Flex and Turbo. Go to outofthesandbox.com slash unofficial, promo code KURT20 for 20% off Flex and Turbo. If you'd like to help us spread the joy of entrepreneurship, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. If you're listening on a smartphone, tap or swipe up over the cover art of this podcast. You'll find some episode notes, including links to sites we discussed, and maybe some details you missed. You'll also find offers from our sponsors, so please support our show by supporting them. And thank you. The unofficial Shopify podcast was recorded and hosted by me, Kurt Elster, produced by my business partner, Paul Rita, for our Shopify partner agency, EtherCycle. Check us out at EtherCycle.com. Thanks for listening. The unofficial Shopify podcast is distributed by EtherCycle LLC. We'll be back next week with more value bombs for Shopify store owners. If you're looking for more high quality and actionable advice on learning the business of e-commerce, join thousands of other Shopify store owners on our totally free newsletter at eCommerce Bootcamp. That's eCommerce-Bootcamp.com.